Jeff. This is Brett. Just talking about Star Wars all the time on the Skywalk. What's up, Move Milkers? Welcome to episode 101, the Mandalorian wow. post-game show. Post-century. In this episode, we will talk about The Mandalorian and nothing else. Mando! We're not even going to talk about how The Rise of Skywalker editor Marianne Brandon confirmed that The Rise of Skywalker was rushed even more so than The Force Awakens. But before we don't, social media. What? Apple Podcasts, search for The Skywalk. Sky is in sky. Walk as in the thing you cook in, spelled W-O-K. Subscribe there and leave us a review. Spotify, same deal. Disgracebook, facebook.com slash The Skywalk. Twitter, at The Skywalk. Instagram, Boom. The Skywalk. Podomatic, Jeffrey. Well, you know, listeners, I'm feeling a little bit different today, so I might not be bringing the smooth as usual. I can't tell the difference between sexy and sick. But this is Star Wars Over Coffee. Dot Podomatic. Dot com. And all the other ones, Jeff, Stitcher, Podbean, Radio <laughs> Still FM. Still made up. <laughs> uh, before we get into it, Jeff, Waititi Watch. What? Jeff, Taika Waititi told Variety that mm. Thor Love and Thunder will likely start shooting in August. And in addition to that, Jeff, he told Collider, oh, no, no, someone told Collider that someone. Christian Bale is in talks to join the cast. Even bigger, Taika might get a Star Wars, Jeff. It's being reported that Taika oh, wait, is wait, wait, being... Wait. Oh, you, we're just going to skip over? I'm not over? kidding. No, yeah, dude, this is we're real. We're skipping over Christian Bale? Oh, yeah, we're sk- yeah, whatever. Yeah, dude, you were Batman. Um, no, Taika might get his own Star Wars, Jeff. He's reportedly being courted by Disney, by Lucasfilm, by whoever. We don't know who. Probably Kathleen Kennedy, maybe, to direct a Star and Wars you know film. Because Taika has perfected the ability to make an episode. Yes, He's perfected the ability to make something, to make an action adventure that is funny and heartfelt. This is what I'm talking about, man. man. Yeah. Like s- some people, they know how to be great team players. Yes. And but while at the same time bringing so much of their own creativity right. that is so unique. Jeff, he's got such a unique style and he's so colorful. Everything he does, figuratively and literally. So, Brett. Is what you're saying is, is he the Josh McDaniels? Oh, snap. Of Star Wars? No, I hope mm, he's not the Bill Belichick. No, no, he's definitely not. He might be the. Um, he's not Master Plan Emperor. He might be the the Sean McVay. Mm. Or now Kyle Shanahan for you, my friend. Shout out thank to the you, Niners, thank Jeffrey. You, Niners, Niners, baby. Baby. Um, we're going to Super the ship. Bowl. All right. Uh, Jeff, news nuggets. Mm. A Knights of the Old Republic remake in the works. I heard about this. Jeff, they're saying Crazy. that they might combine both games. Yeah. And basically just sort of retool it for current canon. Yeah. Sounds amazing. I love it. Jeff, that's all the news nuggets we have. <laughs> okay. Let's go through <laughs> nice. our fail bag. Jeff, we've been, I love this. We've been neglecting um, our okay. listeners. All right. Here's Charlie's nutshell review of The Rise of Skywalker. This is the first one. Uh, I liked it more than the last one, mainly because I felt like the director was making a movie as a love letter, as opposed to Ryan, who seemed to specifically take things fans were discussing and make them meaningless. Charlie, you're dead to me. Dead. <laughs> dead. No, I love you, Charlie. I love the second part, I can ad- I can disagree with you without hating you. Um, he also, yes, the last episode, Jeff, you mentioned your Rise of Skywalker drink. Yeah, which I, apparently has caught on. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I've had three people ask me about this drink already. Really? Yeah. 
I asked more out of morbid curiosity. <laughs> this is crazy. I don't know what I'm, I can't but, believe this is catching on. So you combined a Slurpee with Malibu rum? Yes. Okay. And it was awesome. Red Slurpee. Yeah. Cherry? Cherry, specifically. Okay. So we asked the Moof Milkers what Jeff should call this drink. And Charlie said, the Crimson Corsair. I love it. You see, Charlie, this is why. I the Crimson Corsair. It's officially a love-hate relationship with Charlie <laughs> yeah, yeah. now. Because I love the Crimson Corsair. If you don't know who that is, people, get on uh, Wikipedia. Ooh. Rui said, 99. This is like Rui's opening crawl for <laughs> for her episode. <laughs> 99! It does, it does. Exclamation mark. I, I think I started listening to you at 98. LOL. Just pulling your moof legs. Is that a thing? Seriously, I believe I discovered you guys at around 50 or so. Congratulations to come for your 100. Thank you so much, Rui. I'm so glad, Jeff, you just kept reading that in Clone Wars voice. I did. I love that. <laughs> we love Rui. Uh, he's He's been a, a very good supporter of us. Xavier said... You guys are awesome. Have at those libations, uh, meaning our celebratory libations post-episode 101. Nice. 100 episodes is so dope and fantastic. I'm waiting for Mando season finale talk. You're going to get that soon, pal. Best series anyone can watch, and it's not even close. Can't argue that. Wait. Downton Abbey. Nah, dog. Nah, dog. Y'all my boys and Star Wars resident experts I rely on. I'm waiting for episode 101, baby. Bring it. All right. Here it is. Here it is. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Xavier. Thank you, Xavier. And Andre, this is from a couple episodes back when we had quite the snowstorm up here, Jeffrey. Andre said, good job, guys. Excellent listen while I snow blew, snow blowed, snow blowered, ran my snow blower. Nice. And um, maybe the Move Milkers can tell us that. For, that that's your homework for this week. Oh. Tell us the past tense of blowing snow. Ooh. Mm, well, I what just it, did, didn't what could I? It be? Never mind. Now we need a new question. Uh-uh. <laughs> Jeff? Let's get into our Mandalorian post-game festivities. I guess we're taking that out of Jeopardy. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, so in epi- episode 98, we did, our, we did our mid-season review already. Yeah. So go back to episode 98 for that. We talked about chapters one through four we specifically. Um, we last saw our heroes leaving the sanctuary for less green pastures after Cara Dune thwarted an attempt by a Garindan-like bounty hunter to explode Baby Yoda's head. So picking up from there, yep. we get episode five, uh, chapter five, sorry, called The Gunslinger. Mm-hmm. Jeff, in this episode, the Mandalorian arrives after an amazing space fight yeah. with a bounty hunter, mm-hmm. a rogue bounty hunter. Yeah. Which um, was really good, by the way. Yes, like, it was great. Uh, so it proved that the bounty hunter is actually a really good pilot. Yes. Yeah. You know, he pulled a sick move. Yeah. Hit the brakes in space, baby, <laughs> which we didn't know which, you could do. But I is like that even it. possible? Like, I don't okay, think so. Right. Yeah, I don't know how that works, but yeah, yeah maybe reverse thrusters. The whole thermodynamic thing yeah. didn't really, you Best know. not to think about let's, it. Let's just forget about the physics here. And then, yeah. with his ship in disrepair, mm. he lands on the planet of Tatooine. Of course. At the Moss Eisley Tower. Jeff, I got chills when I heard that. Uh, when he lands there, we're introduced to a woman whose name could only be Jackie. <laughs> because, of course... Which is actually Amy Sedaris. Again, okay. another uh, comedian cameo in oh, this series. Oh, I didn't know that. One of many, yeah. Okay. She's really funny. I thought she was but awful she's an in this actual episode. comedian. Yeah, she's, an, she's a comedian. Okay. And she's a very good one. Uh, anyways, uh, The Mandalorian also goes to The Cantina. Jeff, I really liked this, though. Mm. I, I didn't think it made sense that of all the places in Moss Eisley, which is, again, a buzzing spaceport, mm-hmm. he just ends up at the same old cantina. Like, that to me, it just felt like fan service. But 
what I do like about it is that the place it is kind of... It is Tatooine, though. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, like... There ain't uh, nothing else there. I know, but it's a spaceport, you know? I mean, it's mm. it's like the one city, mm. you know? So the canteen is kind of dead. Mm-hmm. And I think that's cool. Again, this is post-war Tatooine. Yeah. Um, and droids are not only allowed, but employed. Mm. And I thought that was very cool, right? Because things let's, have... Let's put these suckers back to work. And see, that's John Favreau world building. What is the world we have now? Yeah. Right? And, uh, and that's what I think Let's he got right. towards the future. Jeff, then, this is really a good, bad, and the ugly. Mm. Here's the ugly. Yeah. Then we get Bobby the Bounty Hunter, <laughs> which is what I'm calling him. Hey, Bobby O. And he- um, Really bad. You want to know something but funny? I yeah, to- yeah. But I told you about this. Yeah. I, I made a reference to who <laughs> they, they anticipated. This was clearly plan B. Plan B. Oh, you did tell me that. Who did you say it was? It was the Elijah guy- Wood? No. It was somebody like that. Nope. Seth Green? <laughs> nope. It was the guy from Lord of the Rings. He's from from that. Oh, the other guy? Yeah. No, I think you mean Elijah Wood. No, no, the, the one who was the elf. The elf. Oh, Orlando Bloom. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you did say that. So in the fan art, yeah. or it, no, not fan art. Now, are you just in, saying this based on it looking like him? I'm, dude, it's, it's not just looking like <laughs> him. Like, it, it's him. Yeah. All right? So whoever drew this expected it to be him. That would have been a cool connection so in the post credit scene they show the the artwork of the young bounty hunter and it looks exactly yes. like Orlando Bloom no i know you're right you're right you're right did you did you rewatch it i did okay yeah jeff i've watched all of these except for like i've watched this whole series 3 times yeah yeah no i i have to with one exception which we'll get to okay so anyway to close up this episode all right um bobby the bounty hunter Maybe forget he just, about he just needed a babysitter. He was basically. awful. Yeah, he, I mean, and here's a, here's a really funny thing, Jeff. Mm. I read that like apparently he went out on Twitter or somewhere and bashed the rise of Skywalker, and I'm like, dude, really? You are the worst thing I've seen in Star Wars. <laughs> so in don't tell time. us about the rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're like standing on no ground. Maybe forget the bounty hunters guild. Try to get into the actors guild. Bazinga! Bazinga! Jeff, I give this episode a six. Okay, I, I liked it. Yeah. Wasn't the greatest episode. I would give it a seven okay. just because it did progress the story a little yeah. bit. And, and Ming-Na Wen was awesome. She was great. She was awesome. Like, she was really good. I know. So Like, man, kill and, Bobby. And I was like, Not her. oh, man, like, yeah. they're getting rid of such a good character. Yeah. But again, that's, you know, Favreau's got that's a- how you do it. Favreau's got a major that's set of thermal detonators, Jeff. That's all I can say. <laughs> Chapter six, The Prisoner, Ugh. I, Jeff, I hated this episode. I hated mm. it almost as much as Bobby the Bounty Hunter. Mm. I really didn't like it. We can just skip over this one if you want. Let me tell you what happened with this. We started watching it. Mm. My kid got so uncomfortable with Baby Yoda being in such peril. I think she saw these bounty hunters led by Bill Burr, the famous Bostonian comedian, yeah. um, who I actually thought did a good job acting. Mm-hmm. Felt a little out of place in the Star Wars universe to me because I just don't expect guys to be like, ah, oh, wicked packing in, you know, <laughs> in the Star it Wars was, universe. That was kind of funny. Yeah. But um, but she so, – so my kid, she just peaced out on this episode. She did not watch it. Really? And you know what? She didn't need to. She didn't miss anything. Nothing really happened. We did get four really cool cameos of the directors of the show uh, flying in for the New Republic. The New Republic, a very vindictive yeah, see, bunch. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah, it was kind of strange. That was interesting. Yeah. They're just like, hey, we got, <laughs> we're getting this beacon lighting up, so we're so just gonna go. We're blow just gonna those blow them up. up. Yeah, blow yeah. them all yeah. up. <laughs> we don't know who's there. Like, guys, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, Jeff, I give this a four or five at best. Okay, you. 
I would say a five because they do bring in references um, to Clone Wars mm-hmm. and a bunch of other places. That's true. So yeah, that's you, true. You gotta like you know. It was intense, and when the Mando now, now the thing is, was it wasn't it directed by Filoni? Um, or is he just in it? No, it was that other guy. Uh, I forget his name. I don't want to. Try, I don't want to try to say it because I'm. Mm. I think I'm mixing three different last names, and it's going to come out bad. Okay. But no, it wasn't. It wasn't him. Okay. No, we can't blame this one on him. The others we could. So he just no, happen, he, he just happens to be in the final credits. He directed Chapter Five, The Gunslinger. Oh, okay. Yeah, with Jackie the Mechanic. Oh, okay. Um, Jeff, Chapter Seven, The Reckoning. Then it starts to pick up. Jeff, this You're episode. Like, oh snap! Restored my faith in humanity. John really? Favreau. And Deborah Chow, like holy hell, was this an amazing episode? I was floored. I, it, it just it it was really good. This episode lives on in my heart, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so first of all, we get IG Eleven back, baby, which we kind of all knew was coming. Yeah. You know what's weird, Jeff? Here's the thing about Star Wars is so atypical mm. because in the in the filmmaking realm. Flashbacks are generally considered to be not a great technique. Okay. They can be used. It's, it's kind of one of those things that, like, you usually shouldn't do it unless you have a really good reason. And the reason for that is that it sort of just – it stops the momentum of, of any story. Mm. Now, there have been people who have done really creative things and made it work, right? There are some things where you get what's going on currently – but you don't understand it, and then you immediately see a scene from the past that somehow moves the story forward. Right. right? But most most flashbacks bring something to sort of a grinding halt. Mm. The IG-11 one, there was really no need for us to see what had happened when Queel finds his lifeless metal body and retrains him and gives and him physical that. therapy yeah. and yeah. all that and, and re-indoctrinates him. But it was so wonderful. That it might be my favorite part of the episode. It humanized a robot. Yeah, and it all works, and it's just gorgeous too. Mm. I mean, you could, you know, any shot from that flashback sequence can be my wallpaper any day of the week, and it'd be amazing. Um, See, and that's where I say the art is even sometimes as good as the movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And in Star Wars, the art is so much more important than it would be for any other kind of property. Now, Jeff, very sad moment. Mm. But very touching. Quill is dead. Quill is dead. My kid was absolutely livid. Really? She was so angry at Deb Chow for me for allowing this to happen in this episode. But Quill wow. died. I mean, but what could be more fitting? You know, it's one of those things where the ending of Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. is very dire, yeah. but I look forward to it. And it's beautiful. And it works. The ending of The Force Awakens, I sort of start cringing when Han Solo's <laughs> death happens. scene comes right, right, right. Yeah, and I don't want to watch it. You know what's coming and you're like, oh man. I'm like, sometimes I put it on and I hope I'm tired enough to fall asleep before mm-hmm. the end of the movie. Um, but this was so beautiful and he gave his life for such a good cause and he tried so hard to get baby Yoda to safety. Man, it was so amazing. Quail, quail. Um, yes, my kid was livid, but hey, you know, we told, we said, right? Mm-hmm. That's okay. You know, we got to learn life is not always wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, all of that happening at the same time that we get the arrival 
of mothballer. What? Giancarlo Esposito. I swear he was wearing a gold chain. Dude, he was amazing. I swear it. <laughs> like, dude, he, like, yeah, yeah. of any character in the Star Wars universe, yep. there's definitely a chain hanging under his armor. Absolutely. Like, what a dapper dude. Dark side dapper. Dude is bringing it. And like the entrance. The entrance His TIE alone. fighter. His TIE yeah. fighter. The wings sort of fold down. Folding down. His elevator up. Yeah. Like it's just, you know what's it's funny so to me about that? So people on Twitter it, were like, wow, that's cool. I always dude, wanted to see how a TIE fighter lands. No, th- not just how a TIE fighter lands. Yeah. It is like the ultimate pimp my TIE fighter. <laughs> like, dude, dude, like seriously, he, I swear he bought this TIE fighter straight mm-hmm. from L.A. Yep. East L.A. L.A. You know, from yep. the mechanic shop. It's definitely got hydraulics. He's like, please pimp my ride. Yep. It was amazing. But what they didn't show is how do you get down from one of those things? Do you notice they cut Did he away? hop down? Did he hop? Because he doesn't look like he hops. He's too cool for that. All right. Chapter eight. Okay. This was, so I gave the reckoning a nine. Mm. The chapter seven. You, Jeff? I, I gave it a 9.5. Okay, yeah. I could go with 9.5. Yeah. Uh, chapter 8, The Redemption. Solid 9. Solid. Yeah, I would get, I said 8.5, okay. having the previous one at a 9. Right. This episode was also amazing. Okay. We see the Mando's face. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I, I'm not with the people who felt like we had to see his face all along. I don't feel that no, way. I, I feel so. like we're getting enough yeah. of his personality. It was great to see it. And they've been building his personality since day one. Yes. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, the, the whole point of the reveal at the end yeah. is that you don't reveal it in the beginning. Right. Like, that's Yeah. That's why you do it. And it was so satisfying in this moment. Yeah. It was the perfect moment to do it. And they made it work so that he doesn't have to show his face to anyone else but the droid. Right. Yeah. Who's now dead. Yeah. So, uh, again. <laughs> but, you know, minus a, minus a point – for explaining what you're doing while you're doing it. Yeah, like, there was a so, lot of exposition you know, in this episode. A, there's a ton of that. Yeah. And there was also Mothballer being like, I'm going to give you guys, I don't know, four hours or so. Right. Which in reality we all know is like, oh, so they have time to figure out how to escape. Right. Like, man, that made no <laughs> sense. But whatever. Mm-hmm. I can overlook that. Maybe that's why it's a nine for me and not a ten. That's not really why. Right. I, it's, the reason I give it a nine, not a ten, is because I can envision this show getting even better. There so then go. I got to be able Room to justify a 9.5 or a 10 later yep. on. Yep. The way it ended, you wanted more. Jeff, how do you feel about the series as a whole? Amazing. Yes. This is – okay, so here's the thing. This is one of the best – like even though this is the newest, mm-hmm. this is probably one of the best properties that Disney yeah. has ever done for Star yeah. Wars. Absolutely. Like ever. Right. And, and it's really unfortunate that I'm saying this, Brett, but it's better than the trilogy. Yeah. Um, Already. Yeah. Already. It's a tough comparison for me because Dude. it's so much smaller in scale. But it's not. See, that's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. So here, here's the thing. Yeah. Even now, <laughs> there's more people that have seen Mandalorian than have seen the trilogy. Yeah, you're probably... That's crazy. Oh, that's an interesting question. Is that... I could buy that. I mean, that, that might be true. That's my that's my guarantee. <laughs> Come on now. Well, I can't prove it wrong. Jeff. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, Disney's not giving us the numbers on Disney. Of course Plus. not. But we just know a ton of people have it. Yeah. I mean, no, it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's phenomenal. And our good friend Lindsay quote tweeted us. Mm. Um, I forget what we said. I think I said something about. John Favreau took this show and said, this is how I played with my toys, and this is what we're going to make. Something to that effect, and that is absolutely how I feel about the show still. Yeah. You know, having seen the whole thing now, I thought it was fantastic. And he expanded my imagination 
of what things could be. Absolutely. And yet, and it was yet so grounded in the original trilogy, but he still found so much room to play in there. And and nothing that really felt other than certain actors and actresses Mm -hmm. that we've talked about that felt out of place a little bit. But who cares? And the thing is, like, people like to label Star Wars fandom as like, oh, they're impossible to please. Everybody's always going to be upset. And you're always going to be. It's like, no. Like, dude, how much negativity have you heard about The Mandalorian? I've heard almost none. I was going to say, you just, the words right out of my mouth. I'm like, I haven't heard any criticism about this series. Mm -hmm. And multiple episodes have been out. And I say that as someone who just said there's an episode of the series that I absolutely deplore right. on multiple levels, and but I don't care. Like, it's so good, and it, they, they captured the essence of Star Wars so well. Serve me up them mashed potatoes. I'm going to keep eating them. Well, not just on a surface level, but phenomenally well on a surface level, yeah. on a visual level. Mm-hmm. But the story's so good, and you care so much. I mean, who didn't want to cry when Queel, the Ugnaught, gets killed? Like, everybody did. And everybody cringed every time Baby Yoda was in peril, which was all the time. Yeah. Like, you know, it they was actually like, made us feel like, okay, maybe Baby Yoda does die. Yeah. Like, like there were some moments in this series where I was, like, on the fence yes. as to whether they would keep this character. Yeah. And every time I kick myself, like, why do we keep falling uh, for this? Yeah. Like, there's no way they of can kill him Of course they're not going to get rid of Baby Yoda. And, but to be able to make us feel that is such a testament to, you know, that overall the storytelling was so well done. Jeff. Here's my conclusion right. on this series. Here we go. We are the baby Yoda to John Favreau's Mando. Ooh. He makes some questionable choices about whose hands he leaves us in. Mm-hmm. And I can promise you that I did not know who was writing these episodes before seeing each one, uh, like episodes five through seven. I didn't like them as much. I don't know, five and mainly five and six. Five and six. I didn't yeah, care for as much. Yeah. Hated six. I didn't know who made it. I just hated it. Yeah. Um, my reaction was what it was. But then like when your, I was your opinion wasn't based on who made it though. No. Yeah. And so then I would say, boy, I really didn't like that episode. Who made it? And then I'd find out I was like, so oh, oh so it was this other person. And John Favreau left us in their hands. And when we were in their hands, we were in peril. <laughs> <laughs> we were baby Yoda in the hands it. of Bill Burr. Like, right? Which the, is like not where you want to be. There's always gonna be some babysitters, Brett, that you prefer. Right. Like now I've had multiple over the course of my yeah, that says something know, about you, Jeff. Growing up, <laughs> growing up, I had multiple babysitters, yeah. right? So, were you burning them out, like Jeff? before? Is bef- that why? No, no, no. Like, no. These, like you know, before preschool, right? Oh, okay, okay. So, like yeah. before preschool, there, there's like a few babysitters you go through. Mm-hmm. There's some that you like. There's some that you don't like as much, right? And you know, there's some that you absolutely hate. Yeah, but you got to use them. But you got to use them. Yeah, and you yeah. still made it through. And like when you look back, it's like, okay, well, mm-hmm. you know what? It shaped my life. I grew and matured and, yeah. and et cetera. You know, same thing with teachers, right? Yep. Y- you're put in front of te- – like, there's some teachers that were just – like, now that I look back, they were crapola. Yeah. But yeah. on the but, other but hand – But you can't throw to George Kittle on every play. Right. You can't You can't throw to him every time, <laughs> you know. Out of that guy, Sometimes maybe you got to get could. Brady a chance. Maybe you could. Well, no, no, because yeah. if he's not if, – if, he, if you're not throwing to him, He's blocking. That's true. Oh, That's true. That's true. Um, so I, thinking back, um, yeah, overall, I think the show is just phenomenal. Yeah. I think it's just such and a every win. episode had a part to play. Yes. It fit into this one big jigsaw. You saw the whole picture, yep. and you're like, this makes sense. Even the one-off stuff. And, and, you know, I didn't like the one-off stuff as much, but then thinking back, when I look at it as an 80s show, right, which I totally think it is. Right. In the best possible way. Yeah, Some it. are like the adventure of the week sort of thing. Um, and then even at the ending, it's kind of like, well, we did it. 
and let's go our separate ways. Me and Kara are going to go do this. Mm-hmm. Mando, what are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to go do I'm this. I'm going to go know? do this. Yeah. Very 80s way to oh, end yeah. the season. But I love it. And when I think about it as it sort works. of uh, a love letter yeah. to 80s TV shows, it works even better in my mind. You Which know? is why Wonder Woman 1984 will be amazing. Oh, dude. Dude, like this wait. movie is going to be over the top yeah. great. Jeff, what a show. What a show. Season two can't get here soon enough. Listeners, please, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. If you've seen it once, go watch it again. And I would like to address Disney. Yes. Disney, where are the toys? <laughs> like, we've got some, but like, this is the most successful I'm thing still, you've done in eons. Right. I'm still waiting on my pre order. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Baby Yoda. Where's my baby yeah. Yoda? But dude, like, where's everything else? <laughs> like, there's, there's supposed to be the ATST from yeah, episode yeah. four, but I haven't seen it anywhere for sale. Um, where's the Razor Crest? But you know I would why. buy the Razor Crest. But you know why, Brett? Why? Because they they are taking our advice from the last mm-hmm. episode, maybe thirty five or so. Yeah, oh, they're saying let's back. let's just focus on Rise of Skywalker for right now. It's so. still in theaters. Yeah, because it, it it actually is. No, people it, are yeah. still going to see it. Yeah, it's true. So you know, let's give them their space, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> we'll do Mando. Ah, oh, but I want Mando toys, and they're not taking our advice of making an impulse buy at the register. I only have one request. What's that? That all of the toys be available. Star Wars Celebration, which we're both going to. <laughs> no doubt, Jeffrey. No doubt. I'm so hyped. Um, best director. Best director. Deb Chow. Ooh. Hands and, down. Man. And so that makes it even more painful to find out that Obi-Wan might be a little delayed. Ewan McGregor claims yeah. that they're yeah. still on for the release date. Concerned, but don't care. Yeah, I'm a little concerned yeah. because sometimes these things do end up deteriorating yeah. where everybody says, nope, you, you know, you pushed it too far back in my schedule. I'm not available anymore or I'm not going to wait around, whatever. And then they peace out. And I really hope that doesn't happen. I'm sh- confident that even if it did, though, Deb Chow did so well with her episodes of The Mandalorian, which were chapters three and seven, which Deb in my Chow, opinion were two of the best. Deb Chow, we believe in you. I, I have no doubt that she will do something else Star Wars, even if it's not Obi-Wan. That's and amazing. So that's, that is a great consolation to me. Um, just want to say n- another shout out to the listeners. You know, it's uh, I don't know if any of you are Lakers fans or Kobe Bryant fans, but, you know, big tragedy for him to die with his daughter. Um, you know, just all the hope in the world for, you know, their family and those who are affected by this. Um, but. You know, just just a shock yeah. um, as far as that news that came through. It's awful. Like, wow. And we, you know, I know we have some listeners in L.A., so. Oh, yeah. We got, we got a guys. lot in California. And, like, the thing is, Jeff, me, growing up here, yeah. always hated Kobe. Yeah. Because he's a Laker. And he wasn't, and, and I found him to be a particularly unlikable Laker. Yeah. From a sports perspective. Right. But, like, life is life. Yeah. And I feel awful. You, you don't wish harm to anyone. No. And I was mm-hmm. devastated, too. Right. You know? And, and, it's like, and for the rest of the people on the crash. And it know? just doesn't feel real. Yeah. You know? It's just really quick. And, you know, uh, just it, it it makes you show appreciation to the people you know. Yeah. And I was very happy to see even a team like the Celtics hmm. with tributes to Kobe, the whole Celtics oh, did they? team. Okay. Yeah. They had uh, Laker purple on the, like, the lighting inside the garden. Oh, wow. I'd be surprised if it wasn't on the outside, too, because, you know, they okay. have those lights yeah. that you can see yeah. from outside. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, there's there are these kind of, you know, sports rivalries, right? Yeah, yeah. But but real life transcends all of that stuff. At the end of the day, it's just a game. Couldn't um, have said it better, Brett. Yeah. 
But, so Jeff, that's why I am wishing your Niners the best. Thank you. For you and the people of California. Oh. Uh, even though I know a lot of them aren't Niners fans, but you know, like, I think they are now. The state could use <laughs> yeah. something great like that something, to happen. Something. Yeah. But you know, either way, it was a great team. I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl on on Sunday. Yep. And I'm looking forward to watching the rest of Clone Wars, dude. I'm already in season two. That's. <laughs> I'm rewatching it, baby. Yeah, man. The show's coming out in a few weeks. Yeah. So I'm so, trying to catch up. I'm I'm doing like two three episodes a day. Yeah. But it's uh, it makes me realize Clone Wars was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So I, I actually went back and watched a couple select episodes of Rebels. Oh, you too. did? Okay. Yeah. But oh, I want to do that with Clone Wars. Also good. Yes. So here's the thing. I'm re-watching both. Do you know that the guy, Gary Whitta, yeah. who's the one, he's worked on Star Wars since the original trilogy. He's the one who pitched the idea of Rogue One. And oh, really? came up with the the story. I, I think it changed a lot over, you know, they... See, this is what I'm talking about. Like, but they he, came up with that story from scratch. He wrote episodes of Rebels. There's at least four episodes. The Antilles Extraction, I think it's yeah. called, where they where they basically rescue. Yeah, yeah, rescue, let help wedge defect from the Empire. Yeah, yeah. He wrote that one and at least three more. Wow. So I started rewatching some of those, yeah. Okay. Uh, including ones with Saw Gerrera. Yeah. But you can just go back piecemeal and pluck an episode like that and really enjoy it. Yeah. And by the way, Jeff, I still don't think you've done your homework. <laughs> and gone to the Lego Freemakers Adventures. No, I have not. And watched that's the, the Lando thing I episode. Seen. I'm not trying to, and I'm going to leave it out. So, listeners, that's our recommendation. Watch the Super Bowl <laughs> and watch that episode of Freemakers because it was fantastic. <laughs> All right. Well, this is Jeff. This is Brett. And we're just talking about Star Wars all, all the, the time. time on the Skywalk. Choo-choo-choo-choo.